The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is, thankfully, the final of 11 podcast episodes we've done this week. And this is, don't tell the super friends, my favorite one. Joining me to break down the best bets, Kenny White, RJ White, and Pete Prisco. What's up, fellas? How's it going? RJ's on fire. All you got to do is just go on Twitter and he'll tell you all about it. You know, if RJ... I'm trying to get get blocked by Pete. I want to be in an exclusive club of the very few people that have been blocked by Pete on Twitter. Yeah. If uh, if RJ stays this hot, Jonathan Coachman's probably going to have him on the Early Edge podcast. A brand new podcast powered by Sportsline that we just launched as part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. I believe it launched yesterday. Um, I think that Larry Hartstein, uh, was on there doing, um, in Emory. Uh, yeah. And Emory Hunt, we're doing, uh, previewing the Thursday night football game. They give out some great picks. It's a speedy way to get your information. Uh, John, the coachman and then a, a, a cadre of sports line handicappers will break down the biggest games of the day. Every episode is 10 minutes or shorter and in your feed by 11 a.m. Eastern. It's like the pick six podcast. But the opposite, because it's oh no 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 ten minutes or shorter. That was I said, but the opposite. Yeah, but you're like one. You could you could not do it. One one question would be ten minutes out of your mouth. You have to go fix his garage door right in the middle of it. My gosh! Hey, look, there's leaves out back. I got to go rake. I'll be back in a second. Look, a squirrel. EK, uh, we averaged 52 minutes a show in November, according to Debo. Uh, EK once asked me to do, he's like, would you be interested in doing like, I mean, he didn't ask me. He was like sort of tossing around like a daily, like quick hitting podcast. I was like, nah, you don't want me to do that. It won't work. It'll end up being 30 minutes long. And then that's not what you want. So don't ask me to do the micro podcast. Um, anyway, go. If there's a sharp side to the action. You will be armed with it. So go check out the Early Edge podcast anywhere podcasts are found and subscribe now. RJ White. Eight and oh against the spread on, on fire. He's on fire. Kenny, 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 no slouch. Six and one on his Kenny's back. on fire. Yeah. Uh, Pete and I, that, I think you're th- three and three. I want to stop the count. I need somebody to check the, I, I'm going to file three a lawsuit two. against Debo and check these numbers. I don't think I went three and three. Well, after zero and seven, you'll take three and three. I'm pretty sure I went like six and two. 
But Debo, what? he's calling you out, Debo. That is not the case, Will. I omitted a game from your record because you explicitly said only oh, take the Lions. On. You said the Lions if Kenny Galladay plays. I'm gonna re- RJ is a fair, and I yes. know he's a part of this. That's RJ, what he said. should that count? That's what he said. That's what All he right, said. Add Pete's, add Pete's Broncos pick back on. He didn't say if Kendall Hinton is starting a quarterback last week. Yes. It's a little different, isn't it? Sounds all fair to me. Take I didn't say off of both these guys. I'm, I'm no. good with that. Look at, look at RJ. <laughs> RJ is just running away with this thing all of a sudden, right? I mean, he's at 49, 37 and three on the season. I'm at 42, 42 and one. Uh, Kenny 41, 28 and one fantastic. And Pete still rolling right along at 45, 30 and one. So I'm just link. I'm limping back here. My percentage is still the best. Yeah, Pete still got me. I'm not running away with anything. That's why I wanted to tweet him on Twitter. That's why RJ picked 62 games so he can catch me. (laughs) If you get them all right, pick as many as you want. (laughs) Wow, there he is. There he is. Twitter bragging RJ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, let's, let's dive in. Let's pick out some winners. So just so you know who to, who to tail there, uh, RJ's feeling it. And if you want RJ's picks and, uh, Kenny, do you put picks up sports line too? Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, our, yeah, RJ, RJ and I are one and two yeah, right now. You are one and two. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. I saw that earlier when I was, I was, we've been bad enough in the last, but, by the way, I, I do have to say this. Um, as good as I've been doing on these best bets, I've been doing just as bad with the full slate at expert bags. It's so really weird. I'm picking the, so I'm picking the right ones here anyways. You know what you, you know how you, you know what your record is? You know what it is in the, uh, on the, on the expert It's pick? terrible. Yeah. Sucks. Yours isn't much better, dude. I wouldn't sit there and brag. I think I'm like right at 500. And uh, I've had okay. two of the, I was four, 10 and one last week. That's and then bad. this week, I think it was, uh, six and nine. It's still bad. I think it was 10 and four last week or something. I was really good last week, the last two weeks. Uh, anyway, let's do, get into the games because we got a lot to cover before we have to cut you guys loose early. Uh, somebody asked in the iTunes, re- iP- Apple podcast reviews, by the way, they're like, why do the t- two dudes leave? Like, why do they bounce out of there? <laughs> uh, and the reason is that, um, when we record this on Thursday, uh, it runs right into Kenny and Pete doing hits on CBS Sports HQ. So if Kenny's like, all right, guys, see ya. It's because <laughs> Kenny, really does, Kenny really does have done some of the bolts. <laughs> hey, that's them. I got to go. No, I, I, <laughs> Kenny away. Like, like it'll be in the middle of Pete talking. Kenny's like, hey. um, the Packers. I got to run. See ya. <laughs> um, I text the producers. I'm like, hey, could you at least wait till like 555 to call uh, Kenny? Uh, the, look, I'm not on those like 615 and they start calling me at 6, 5, 10 to 6. It's ridiculous. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the games of Vikings Bucks. What a game. Vikings are in the playoffs if they began today. Of course they don't. Six and six and the Buccaneers. I, I don't think they're going to miss, but if the Vikings pull off an upset here, it would make things very interesting. Bucks minus six and a half over under 51 and a half. Pete, what do you think about this game? Yeah. I, I like the Bucks in the game, but I went in a different direction. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to come off their bye and Tommy Brady, Tommy hasn't been happy. He's going to be able to, he's going to be able to come out and throw against the Vikings defense. It's improved. Now you got to give Mike Zimmer credit. They've improved, but they don't rush the passer that well. Do you know who and they're, if, do you know who their leading pass rusher is right now? Who has the most sacks of any Vikings player? It is. And I do know this. It's, um, it's Yannick uh, Ngakwe. It, 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 he has three, he has three, he has right? Five, I think he has three uh, or five, whatever it is. Yannick yeah, Ngakwe yeah. was traded. But they don't rush the, pa- they don't rush the pass. Well, he hasn't had many sacks with the Ravens either, but they don't rush the passer at all. And that's a concern when you play Tom Brady. So I like the Bucks in the game, but I'm a little leery of the number. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bucks in a teaser. That's the first open part of the teaser. I'll tell you the back end of it when we get to that game. 
I'm on the uh, same page as Pete completely. I have the Bucks as part of my teacher this week. Minnesota's won five of the last six, but they didn't cover in any of the last three. Tampa's recent losses were to better teams. I think that late season buy is really going to help Tampa with old man Brady at quarterback, and they should be good in this matchup here. That Minnesota defense, they've been playing better lately. They just gave up 31 to Dallas, 27 to Carolina, and 24 to Jacksonville. Averaged 380 yards in that stretch. Um, so they're still not great. I mean, they're doing playing better, but they're not great. Minnesota's offense ranks well, but they played a lot of awful D's. You know, just listen to those teams I, I just mentioned. And it's tough to run against the number one yards per rush defense in Tampa Bay. So I think Tampa covers here, but I'm going to be a little safer. Six and a half is a little too much for me. So I'll make it part of the teaser too. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the six and a half with Minnesota. I only made this game four. Um, you know, I've not had a extremely high rating on Tampa Bay all year long and, um, have, have upgraded it here and there, but, uh, Minnesota, I think is, uh, improved. Defense is getting a little bit better. Uh, Kirk Cousins has played great for the last five games. Um, he's four points better than average quarterback. Three, three of the last five, he's been six and a half points better than the average quarterback. So Cousins seems to be picking the offense up. Dalvin Cook, uh, in the lineup and running the football has been great. They're, uh, you know, RJ's right. Maybe the defenses they played against aren't great, but, they did get 5.5 yards of play against the Bears defense. And that, that's, that's pretty good. Everybody else though, they've been almost over six yards of play. I think there's enough here in this offense, this coaching staff and, uh, the importance of the game. And RJ said they won four of their last five. They figured out how to win football games. Um, I think they'll be in this right down to the wire. Yeah, I agree. I think the Vikings will keep it close and hopefully there's a way that, uh, we can all four win our best bets here. Uh, and I, I, I actually think it's possible and I think it ends up happening because I got the over in this one. And if you look at the Vikings so far this season, they've only scored less than 21 points twice, uh, in, in a game. And they are, despite want to be run heavy and they want to use Dalvin Cook, they will use him in the passing game. And I don't think they'll be able to run against Tampa's defense. This is, you cannot attack Tampa by trying to pound the ball at the middle. You can, however, attack Todd Bowles' defense by getting Adam Thielen in one-on-one man-to-man coverage against Carlton Davis and letting him carve him up with the routes. Carlton Davis is a proven corner, but Adam Thielen's a stud uh, wide out, and Justin Jefferson might even be the rookie of the year, even over Justin Herbert. I know that's crazy, but it, he is playing out of his mind. I think Kirk Cousins will attack these guys in the, through the air, and worst-case scenario, they're playing catch-up and throwing the ball a bunch. We've seen them get back in games. I think they'll score a bunch of points. I think this goes uh, well north of 55 into the 60s. I think the Vikings keep it under the number, but my best bet is to the over. We could all win. That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Um, we all have different bets, and we'd still win. Saints, minus seven at the Eagles, Kenny. It's the Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts ball, just as everybody expected when uh, 2020 started. We would at some point see Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill. My kind of quarterbacking. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wow. wait to get it. That's yeah, what <laughs> uh, yeah uh, amazing. We, we talked last week about Taysom Hill not being, you know, uh, even an average NFL quarterback, and they squeaked out another win, 21-16. They've gone under five straight, and this defense is playing great for the Saints. Not a good defense for Jalen Hurts to be going up against, because even as bad as Carson Wentz has looked, I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as Carson Wentz. So uh, this team has gone under uh, five in a row themselves or six in a row now. Uh, we've seen the offense has been putrid. I don't see how it improves just because of Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I think this is a really strong underplay. So I went under 44 here. I only made it 37 and a half. 
I'm also all over the under same points. You know, Saints had seven straight overs to start the year and then they cashed five straight under. So this is, this defense has completely gotten back on track. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't see that this defense is going to wilt against a rookie quarterback and a shaky offensive line. So I do think New Orleans is going to win this game. Seven's a lot though. So that's why I'm making it my other part of my teaser, teasing it down to minus one. Um, that D should also be used to hurt style of play. They practiced against Taysom Hill. So they're not going to be taken aback by a running quarterback. Uh, New Orleans won nine, nine straight, has Kansas City next. Maybe it's a cot napping, you know, spot and they, uh, they come out flat here, but, but because the Philadelphia defense has been playing well, you know, like Kenny said, they cash six straight under. So, uh, under I love. And then, yeah, Saints part of the teaser with the Bucks. I like the under as well. I didn't put it in his best bet, but we could, maybe we'll put it into the parlay because I do like it as well. Uh, why not throw Jalen Hurts to the Wolves? I mean, my God, the way this defense is playing. Here you go, Jalen. Your, your offensive line can't protect you. Uh, you're going to run for your life. This pass rush has been all over quarterbacks. I don't understand why they're doing it. In this game, I think it's the right decision. I would have done it in this game, though. I think it's going to look bad for him. But I'll take the under. But I, I would lean – I don't have a best bet in this game, but I would lean to the Saints – I just don't see how the Eagles are going to score points against that defense. I I love the under here. And um, just for the record, RJ, I sent my picks in before anybody. I sent my picks in early. I'm not copying anybody's paper here. I know you guys like to accuse me of it. Never um, see your picks. They're, they just miss, they just poof out of fear. At a, at a, at a well, first of all, this is going, this is a bet that I think if you are listening to this podcast on Friday morning, go ahead and get it in now. I think this line will close somewhere closer to 40. And you're talking about two quarterbacks who are going to run the ball a bunch. I mean, that's just what they're going to do. The clock is going to be moving. There are no explosive downfield playmakers. Um, don't rat me out, Debo. Uh, there are no explosive playmakers on the, uh, Pete, if you want to go to YouTube. It's amazing. It's amazing. And watch Pete try to read a, a screen. Well, I mean, um, I can't, that thing is about that big. Uh, anyway, running quarterbacks, no explosive playmakers downfield. Uh, for, for the, uh, for, for the Eagles. And we saw in that, in that Kendall Hinton Taysom Hill game, first of all, that game went way under. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is, is that bad or anything, but it would not surprise me if the Eagles got a lead, a double digit lead and just rolled out the Latavius Murray train and just fed him for the rest of the day. That's what they did against Denver. Uh, d- you know, Philly, a very good team against the run, but at some point, these guys are just going to feel the brunt of everything they're dealing with. I don't think Hurts gives them a spark against one of the premier defenses in football. Give me the under. And, of course, make it the first leg of the pick six podcast parlay to the next game. Ravens at Browns on Monday night? Monday night. Monday night. Excellent. Um, Ravens minus one at the Browns, Pete, over under 46 and a half. Your thoughts on this game? I'm going with the Ravens. And, and again, this is one of those games where you have a team that's feeling pretty darn good about itself and give the, give the Browns credit. I was on the other wrong side of that game last week. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I don't think that they're as good as they looked last week. I think the Ravens are starting to get guys back. They're getting healthier and that's going to matter, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And I think if you can, you know, limit the it's a run game, run game. That's what this is going to be. Whoever stops the run game. And I think the Ravens have a better chance to stop the Browns run game. Uh, than the Browns do of stopping the Ravens. So I like the Ravens to go in there and win this game outright. Um, and I think they're going to show people that they're still dangerous uh, down the stretch because the schedule's favorable. They'll get in the playoffs and be a dangerous team. Cleveland stopped Eric Henry last week, so they, they can at least stop some type of run game. Baltimore's defense, I think, it's is a different run game, though. You know that, RJ. It's a different run game. Better Baltimore's yeah, defense. Better than have Derrick Henry. 
stopping the pass than the run, though. So I, I don't know that uh, – I think if you want to attack Baltimore, you want to do it running the ball, and this is the team to do it. I would lean the other way. I'm not making it a best bet. You know, I could see reasonings through both sides, um, but I would lean to Cleveland. They'll need Wyatt Teller back from the COVID list. He was put on there as a close contact, and they're doing his testing. So if he can get activated, I, I, I like them a little bit better. Baltimore is getting more talent back as well, too, though. Um, I would come into this matchup thinking Cleveland would be overvalued after that huge game uh, and four straight wins, but they're home dogs, so you can't really play the overvalued card when – this team comes in at whatever they are now, nine and three, and they're home dogs in this matchup. Uh, Baltimore's offense has been below average in DVOA and points per drive, 21st in both of those. It's a big revenge spot for Cleveland after getting their clocks cleaned earlier in the year. They have to prove that they're nine and three good here in this game because probably t- been hearing a lot of, yeah, their point differential this, and they're not as good as their record. This is where they have to prove themselves against this divisional opponent. So, um, I could see the Cleveland coming out and winning this game, but some of that's narrative driven. So I'm just going to keep it a lean. Yeah, no, I don't have a big play myself on, on the Ravens, but I am on the Ravens. Made them three in this game. Um, think they're the better football team. Uh, and, and that's, you know, downgrading their rating from the beginning of the season. This game, I would have made eight and a half, uh, when the year started, um, at Cleveland. Um, but, you know, adjustments have been made. I do like the way Lamar Jackson bounced back last week, finally throwing a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, and Pete said it. The defense is getting healthy. They get guys back. They get their run stuffer back in Williams, Cleolis Campbell on the outside. Uh, Judon looks like probably the only defensive player maybe that's going to be out, uh, this weekend. So Baltimore's got the better defense. Um, and I think that, uh, their offensive line will hold up enough against Cleveland. I agree. I think they will be able to be able to run the football, uh, better in this game, but it's going to be a close one. I only made it three. It'll be a very good game to watch. Uh, Cleveland was a team. Last week I had it over with Tennessee was my highest scoring game of the day, uh, give out on Sunday on CBS HQ. Gave it out on Friday on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, and the thing that I talked about was Baker Mayfield had three straight games or Cleveland did where they had wind and rain, wind and rain and they scored six, 10 and 22. And then they busted out with 27 against Jacksonville and 41 against Tennessee. So that offense finally, uh, really showed what it was able to do. I think this would be a, another, maybe another high scoring game. Ooh, interesting. I think most people will lean towards the under, probably, you know, same sort of thing that Pete talked about last week where you think about the two running teams. So yeah, that was a bad pick. Yeah, that was, that was. And, and, and I had the Chargers, so it was a double whammy. That's as far away from covering as <laughs> you could possibly get. I think the Browns did the over like in the first half. Oh, it was done. Yeah, I yeah. was watching it. I go, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you just don't even worry about it anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's it. There's probably some value on that over because of the perception of the game, Kenny, especially if you bet it early. I, I, to me, it looks, you look at this game, you're like, the Ravens are free money. And that means I'm not going to take it because it looks like a stinky pile of cheese, Pete. Um, I think, I think. And I just now, dove headfirst into it. I just bathed <laughs> into that fromage right now. Um, I just, there's something about this game that, that, that gives me the willies. And I, I don't, um, I, I don't want, I'll, I'm sure I'll bet it once Monday comes around. Uh, and I like probably some of the rushing overs in terms of props here, but for now I'm going to pass on a best bet would lean towards, um, I guess towards the Ravens Steelers at bills, bills minus two and a half over under 46 and a half. Kenny, your thoughts on this primetime Sunday night game. Yeah, I'm going to use this kind of like a, a use in college football with teams with uh, big expectations for the year and they're undefeated and then all of a sudden they lose a game. Um, the, the next week they're just not prepared. They they're just lose themselves. Uh, it doesn't happen as often in, in the NFL because you don't really get those type of uh, streaks and you don't get those and, and you don't need to be in the top four to be in the NFL to make the playoffs. So uh, but that being said, Pittsburgh's got a lot of injuries on defense. This is a banged up defensive team, uh, still banged up on offense. The offensive line is banged up. Uh, 
Um, they're just, they're just, they're just starting to come apart a little bit and maybe a, a little overinflated. Buffalo, I like the way they're playing right now. They're just playing really good football. So, um, yeah, I, I laid the, laid the point and a half with them. I think it's up to two or two and a half now in Buffalo, but I think it's another bad spot for Pittsburgh. And the last spot was horrible. It was horrendous. Uh, and I fell into it, not realizing it. They just ran out of gas in the second half on four days rest. Uh, beat up team with a lot of injuries. Uh, still, you know, they, they still may not be ready for this game. So Pittsburgh drops to 11 and one after starting the season undefeated and they go from two and a half point favorites on the look ahead to two and a half point dogs. That just, that seems like all the value is sucked out of Bills. I love the Steelers here. Steelers are a best bet for me. Revenge spot after Buffalo won in Pittsburgh late last year. That was the loss that started them on the three game losing streak to, to miss the playoffs. Windy game is supposed to be windy. That should help Pittsburgh in their short passing game over Josh Allen's big arm. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense getting James Conner back just in time to face a Buffalo rush defense that's 28th in yards per carry. And Buffalo's facing the best defense in the league, even with those injuries. They're number one in DVOA and points per drive. I still think they can have excellence because they have good depth there too. And they're coming off their only loss of the year. I think they'll be more mad than 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 flat here. So yeah, I like the Steelers. Uh, it just seems like there's so much value on them after the five point swing off the look ahead. I don't love this game, but I'll tell you if I like it two minutes in because if the if the Bills come in and they don't let Josh Allen play up tempo, I know it's windy, twenty miles an hour, but he can handle that. If they don't let him play up tempo like he did the other night, they have no chance in the game. So I will let you know <laughs> about 20 minutes into the game if they're going to have a real chance to win the game. I think they're going to let him loose. I think they're going to let him throw the ball around. I know it's windy. He can. He's the one guy that can rip it through the wind. Uh, so I'll take the Bills. I don't love it. It's not a best bet, but I will take the Bills. Is it? Wait, is it? Is it? Is it supposed to be that windy on 22? That's, on, that's during the day. During yeah. nighttime is supposed to be down. So this is Sunday well, night. Like Seventeen, eighteen. Last time I looked, but Wait, yeah, let's, 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 Sunday night. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Sunday night game. Yeah. So eight, eight twelve o'clock. miles on Sunday night. So it's way down. It's about yeah. ten miles down. Oh, yeah. That's 12, 12. that arm. That ain't gonna bother that arm. Twelve is fine. I mean, twelve is well. Nothing. Yeah, twelve is nothing. But that that park maybe a little bit windier in Orchard Park than it. Uh, when you're looking at Buffalo's weather, uh, Orchard Park's a little bit more out in the open areas, and it does get a little windier there than it is uh, in the city. Okay, yeah, that, that erector set allows us wind to go, go right through it. Um, well, yeah. So keep an eye on that wind. That certainly could impact it. Uh, look, I I tend to lean, I tend to agree with RJ in the sense that. This feels like a complete overreaction to what we saw on Monday night with the Bills looking fantastic and the Steelers, you know, losing to, to the Washington football club. But one of the things that Washington, like if you're going to beat Washington, Pittsburgh moved the ball pretty effectively against Washington, just dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking. I don't think they're going to be able to do it as easily against Buffalo. I think Buffalo's back end is playing really well. Pete, you either tweeted about this or texted us, and I don't remember which one it was, ahead of last week and said that Buffalo defense is playing much better. I think you maybe tweeted it. And you were right. That defense is coming on strong. And if they play they're still like- little, though, and it, it, here's the problem in this game. They're little, and you can run on them. But the Steelers haven't run on anybody. Steelers can't run. The Steelers' exactly. run blocking has been awful this year. They've been great pass terrible. blocking. Yeah. They've been terrible run blocking. So it kind of takes away the advantage that they have, I think. Well, and then the other thing for the Steelers that, there's, that is their big advantage is that they can rush the passer. But the Bills' offensive line put on a friggin' pass blocking clinic on Monday night against the 49ers. If they play Plus, like he that, got out of the pocket a bunch too. And sure, but I mean, the, like Brian Dable did a good job designing it. I think the Bills are. I think the Bills are going to win this one, and I think we're going to say, "Wow, are the Bills 
the second best team in the AFC after this matchup. But hey, if hey, the, the Bills, the if Bills the, are a, a hail mary from Kyler Murray away from being ten and two, and the only losses at Tennessee and to Kansas City. Yeah, the, the, and that Kansas I mean, that Tennessee game was the one where they had to prepare for Kansas City that game because they didn't know they were going to play it. Remember, they had to prepare for two teams. Here's the thing with Buffalo. If Buffalo was just a little bit bigger inside on defense, just a little bit bigger, they'd be a danger. I mean, they could play with anybody. I just get concerned that teams run on them and it neutralizes what they can do up front. Oh, he's got to dodge a, dodge a, a, a Baltimore bullet in the playoffs, I guess, or a Cleveland bullet in the playoffs. Um, Okay, so yeah, I like I got the Bills as the best bet too. I am a little worried about the narrative and the fact that RJ is can't feel his face and he's on the Steelers here as a best bet. However, we, we will soldier on Colts at Raiders. Colts minus three. Pete over under fifty one and a half. Yeah, when I look at this game, I, I just think it. it, it I, I hate picking teams when it's back to back road games, and you're you're doing that now outside the division. But the focus should be there because it's for the play. This is a playoff game, essentially. And so I think the focus will be there. I, I like the Colts' defense a lot better. I think the Raiders' defense is awful. And, and so for that reason, I'll lean to the Colts. It's not a best bet for me, but I will lean to the Colts. Indy has a solid offense and a great defense. Vegas has a solid offense and a terrible defense. 30-second at points per drive. Vegas seems like they could be on the verge of collapse after getting blown out by Atlanta and almost losing to the Jets. Should have lost to the Jets. Uh, the India O-line is banged up at tackle, but that Vegas defense ranks just 30th in adjusted sack rate, so I don't think it is as much an issue as it would be against other teams. And Vegas will still be likely missing Josh Jacobs. Carr may have to try to beat this quality defense on his own. Um, they've dropped several games at home to playoff-caliber teams, Kansas City, Tampa, Buffalo. Uh, Indy's going to be the next one. So I have, I have the Colts as the best bet. I'm over in the game, over 51, and uh, the Raiders this year, 9-3 uh, and three to the over. One of those games that went under was one of those windy, rainy games at Cleveland. Uh, the other uh, One of the other unders where they scored six points in Atlanta and were sleepwalking that game. So uh, this is this is a team that can score. Uh, they can put points on the board. I, I like what I've seen out of Derek Carr. He, he, he fits into John Gruden's offense. They're clicking, uh, and – it's been mentioned several times. Raiders defense, not very good. So Indy, I think, has their way with them um, offensively, but I think the Raiders have enough firepower to keep up in this game and uh, over 51 and a half for me. I don't mind the over. I got the Colts as a best bet, though. Um, look, the Anthony Costanzo back at practice this week. There's a good chance that uh, he plays. This is Jonathan Taylor. This is a Jonathan Taylor breakout game coming. I've been talking about it for the past three or four weeks. He had one really good game, then went on the COVID list, comes back, has another very impressive game last week. I think he has a monster outing this week. And when you look at what Indy does defensively, I don't think it's good for how Derek Carr likes to play. I think they'll contain Henry Ruggs. And I think they don't give up any, they don't give up anything to tight ends. So if you neutralize Darren Waller, you put, you have Darius Leonard running around, neutralize Darren Waller. All of a sudden, what are they going to be working with? Even with Josh Jacobs back, I'm just not worried about it. I don't think that, I don't think that Oakland, Oakland, I don't think Las Vegas can hang and the Colts are going to, going to rumble here. Titans at Jaguars, Titans minus seven and a half over under 53, Kenny. Yeah, I like the Titans here. You know, I've been, I've laid some points. I laid the points last week with the Raiders. I, I just thought after their poor performance against Atlanta, they'd have to come out and be ready to play against a weak team who I thought may have, you know, played their biggest game of the week before that against uh, Miami, but uh, the Jets played well. The Raiders didn't. And I thought, you know what, can't lay points on the road with a bad team. But uh, laying points on the road with good teams I think is fine, especially when they are playing bad teams. And Tennessee's a very good football team. 
Uh, right now tied to the division lead, a big, big game. I think this offense has really started to roll. And that, that Jacksonville defense is bad. And I, I think Tennessee has their way. I just don't see Jacksonville putting any, anything into this being able to any, anywhere stay close to this number. I made it 13. I was kind of shocked to see it seven and a half, but you know what? People laying points have not done well this year. And as I said, dogs are covering 40, uh, 57% of the time, but I think this is a game where you see the favorite come out to play. And the reason you can't make it that high is because Jacksonville's offense has been serviceable with Glennon scoring in the mid-20s for each game. This is their easiest matchup yet because the Tennessee defense is terrible. 32nd and third down success rate. 31st in red zone success rate. 28th in points per drive. Uh, it is a good spot for the Tennessee offense to bounce back after getting embarrassed last week. I think they will score a ton. Um, but I wanted to lay the 7.5 and bank on that Tennessee rebound, but that back door is going to be wide open with this defense. Um, so over is a safer play for me. My best bet's over 53. Over is 9-2-1 in Tennessee games this year. The two losses were that, that week one field goal disaster and uh, Chicago failing on third down um, in that game against Tennessee where they just couldn't get a, get a third down to save their lives, even though Tennessee was historically awful on third downs. Uh, so we should just expect Tennessee to go over in, in basically every game, I think. I, I think this game goes over as well, RJ. And, uh, you know, Minshew scored 30 on Tennessee. Minshew. The man was benched. You know, they could talk all they want about his thumb injury. He was benched. And Mike Lennon's terrible. They're going to stay with him the rest of the way. Um, so I, I think they can score some points as well. That's how bad Tennessee is. But uh, I, I would lay the points if I had to just based on history. Uh, they've always had problems, you know, with Tennessee uh, dating back to their infancy. So I would lay the points. But I think the over is the better play. Uh, over is the best bet for me too. Kenny, you like the over at all here? Or do you yeah, know? I do. I, I like the over. Definitely. Right, I'm, on, I'm on, I'm on board with that. I made it 57 and a half. What is the total? 53. You yeah. So, you know, I don't love it. I usually, usually about a five point difference from me is, is where I play. So it's for, right for there. Side, it's for right side, there. You said two and a half or you said sides is like three. No, there's 52 and a half out. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's put the over in the parlay because I think it's, I think it's a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee can't stop anybody. This there will be no Mike Glennon disrespect on this podcast, Pete. My friend, I just Mike disrespected him. What? I just disrespected him. Do not disrespect <laughs> my my good friend Mike Glennon. Did you did you remember the text when he got sacked last week? What when did I, you say? <laughs> the neck uh, hit the deck. Oh yeah, the neck. <laughs> you're just giggling about that text. <laughs> that was my neighbor, man. He's my boy. Uh, I, look, he's a huge upgrade over uh, Brandon Allen or Jake Luton. Sorry, not Brandon Allen. Jake Luton, yes. Yeah, huge upgrade over Jake Luton, and definitely an upgrade over Gardner Minshew too. He's he like you might not think Mike Glennon is great, and he's not going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he is a serviceable NFL backup, and that is better than what the the Jaguars. Are I agree. Doing. And by the way, the receivers are thrilled that he's playing. Just sure. a, FYI. I think, uh, Tyler Eifert catches a touchdown in this game. If you're looking for some, you know, five to one odds on anytime TD. And I think Glennon keeps it within the number. This is a shootout. The overs are slam dunk. So let's toss it in the parlay. All right. One more game to get to before we cut Pete and Kenny loose, I guess. Uh, Packers minus seven and a half at the Lions over under 55. Pete, this should game should be a good reminder that I won't be paying you. Until, you, uh, I paid, by the way, I paid my FFT fees. So, uh, you just send me my money or I'm sending a couple people up to say hello to you. Rocco, Rocco. I know Rocco and Guido. They're friends of mine. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, Pete, you're not leaving quite yet. You get to hang around for a minute. No, I do. Uh, this isn't one of my best bets, but I, I would lean to, to a couple plays here. I think the game's going to be high scoring. I think this goes over as well. Neither team is great on defense and I think both of them can score. 
but I would lean to the Packers minus the points. I think that offense is rolling. I, I don't see the Lions even coming close to stopping them. So my lean would be more to the over, and I like the Packers, but neither one's the best bet. I'm in the same spot as Pete. I lean to both of those. Um, you know, Green, Green Bay had 488 yards of offense in the first meeting, including 259 on the ground. Should be name your score for the Packers. I won't rule out a backdoor uh, cover there, but seven and nine of Green Bay's nine wins were more than one score. So I think they should be able to cover. I think Kenny's a little stronger than us on, on both of those. So I'll defer to him on the rest of it. Yeah, well, my, my strongest one is the over. I made, I made this total 62 and you guys brought up the points. Why? Green Bay's offense is rolling right now. They're playing good football. Detroit's defense, uh, extremely poor. And that's why Patricia got fired because they can't stop anybody. Uh, they got captain comeback, Matt Stafford, and, uh, he can put points on the board. He can throw it around. He's going to be able to score on this, uh, Green Bay defense. So 62, um, is my number. Over is a good play. Um, again, I'm going to lay the points on the road. I think it's a good teaser, teaser team. I'm probably going to tease Green Bay and Tennessee, but I'm Green Bay and over. And sorry, they're calling from sports line. So I got to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in the All right, Kenny. All right. Kenny had to duck out, but you know what? Credit to the, the producers. They waited till 554 to give him a ring. All right. So, um, let's make the over the third leg of the parlay. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Because I, I agree. I think green, and by the way, I actually get, I forgot. And by the way, Debo, you counted wrong. I looked at my best bets. I was four and two last week, not three and three, uh, not even including the Colts game. So I should be five and two this week, this past week. Well, how do you go? Wait, 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 wait. How do you go from three and three to five and two? Well, I looked in my conversation with Debo from earlier and he had me down for Lions plus three and a half if Galladay plays, whatever. You can take it out if you want to be a jerk about it. 49ers loss, Patriots win, Jags Vikings over win. That's not a win. Jags Vikings didn't go over? No. Uh, I'll take a written apology. I'll take a apology (laughs) on the podcast. How about this? Let's do this real quick. What we have just witnessed is a man begging for wins. Vikings Jazz didn't go over? After overtime, it was 51. The number we used was 52. Oh, man. I just had it in my brain. It went went to overtime. It went over. What we have just witnessed is a man begging for wins. Always a great pod when Debo gets a Duncan. It's sad. (laughs) When I said him, you up, really re, are you really reduced to that begging for wins? Well, I'm about to After point out seven, you should have been. He's been I'm looking this entire podcast. Get. He's been he's been trying to find that note that I sent him with <laughs> with the games from last week for the past thirty minutes. He found it. He thought he was right, and then he wasn't. <laughs> it's priceless. Oh, ho, ho, <laughs> <down> hard. <laughs> um, I actually found it a while ago, and I was like, I don't want to interrupt the pod because we got a good roll going. Uh, it just scrolled up in Slack. Anyway, all right. I, th- I thought that I thought I had that over. My bad. That's on me. Uh, dunk on myself. And uh, um, I will say this. So we're gonna put the over in the parlay. So we got the Eagles Saints under forty four, the uh, over fifty five in Packers and Lions, and the over fifty three in Titans and Jaguars. I love all three of those. Like I've personally already bet all three of those. I think the numbers will move in our favor as we get closer to kickoff. So lock that podcast parlay in. This is the week we get back on the train and hit one of those. Uh, and we're going to take a quick break. I, I like the Lions to cover, stay in the number, but I don't feel good about it at all. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the rest of Pete's best bets. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. 
With rising defensive stars, Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, so Texans at Bears. Texans minus one over under 45. Pete, you are on the Chicago bandwagon here, I believe. I am on the bandwagon. I just think the Texans are so bad on defense. And, and you know, the Bears have showed some life on offense recently, and I think they're going to be able to move the football. Their defense is better um, than what it showed, I think, last week. I think they'll play better here. So I'm on the Bears. I think they win this game. I, I just don't believe in the Texans at all. And so I'll take the Bears in this one. Impulses to take Houston after Chicago lost six straight, but they should have beat Detroit. The other five teams they lost to were playoff teams, maybe, you know, possibly. Uh, Chicago's offense is ninth in yards per carry. They can run the ball down Houston's throat, who's 31st in yards per carry on defense. Houston's defense also last in turnover rate. Could see fewer Chicago offense mistakes in this game. I can't see Houston's offense having consistent success throwing the guys named QT and Hanson in the past game. So, uh, Bears are a best bet for me too. I'm on the, so, uh, by the way, they're also closing out a parlay for, I mean, a, a teaser for me with, uh, oh. I got the Bears. In Tampa, Plus, right? In Tampa, yes. I love the Bears as a teaser leg. Bears don't get – I mean, Bears keep it in one-score games. Texas ain't blowing anybody out. Um, and I think if you're going to – if you're trying to lock in props over before the before Sunday rolls around, David Montgomery over rushing yards. I would take that and put that in stone. Anything under 75, I would bet. I think I think he I think he gets a 100-yard game here against the worst rushing defense in football. Uh, Jonathan Taylor lock in his over rush yards too. I would lean Bears here, but don't have a best bet on it. One other um, note before you move on. Deshaun Watson's never played in under 40-degree weather in a, as a pro. This is supposed to be low to mid-30s. So this is going to be a new experience for him, even though he's been in the league for what three years four years something like that. i don't know that he's ever and played they're done and they're done i mean they, they're packing mm-hmm. their bags and don't forget that like that sports illustrated article just came out about how completely dysfunctional jack easterby has made the texans right now uh that doesn't that won't that won't matter but i just say something you know what matters around. if I, well, normally i would say they got their re- they got their reservations for cabo but nobody's allowed to go anywhere so <laughs> i don't think they're coming there well, and you would say like, oh, Deshaun Watson, like revenge narrative for the Bears passing him on it. But like, he already got the revenge because the Bears have Mitchell Trubisky. So you know, they got their eyes on sitting in their house for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah, they're thinking. Yeah, think about going hunting in a duck blind. Uh, Cowboys. At, speaking of revenge games, Cowboys at the Bengals. The Andy Dalton revenge week is here. I cannot wait for this game. It's a one o'clock game on a Sunday, Pete. In Cincinnati, Andy Dalton returning home without Joe Burrow, his successor there, who he has to beat. He can just come in and throttle the Bengals if he wants. It's so great. He is going to go off in this game, I think. He is going to go off, and the and the Bengals are going to score points because anybody can score points against that Cowboys defense. Boy, did they quit uh, the other night against yeah. the Ravens. Just quit. They weren't even trying to tackle people. They're terrible on defense. The Bengals aren't good on defense. Andy Dalton actually looked pretty good the other night. I think he's going to chuck it around, play loose, play free. This game is going over. That's one of my best bets is over the total in this one. No best bets from me. I would lean to Cincinnati. Dallas is 2-10 and 10 against the spread this year, including 0-6 as favorites. Why are you making them more than three-point favorites against anyone, especially with that terrible defense? Uh, since he is terrible at quarterback, but Dallas has given up 2,014 rushing yards in 12 games. That's, that's not an over-exaggeration. More than 2,000 rush yards in 12 games. Uh, since his run game isn't good either, but Dallas is so bad at defending the run, it's not going to matter. They can still rack up some rushing Why is his total so low, by the way? That's all the concern on the yeah, I think it's the Cincy offense with that, those quarterbacks. I think they, they don't trust Cincy to score points even against this terrible defense, but I don't think you need a quarterback in this game. Just run, no, run no. 30 times and you're going to no. score 30 points. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think that's fine if you want to go that way, but my lean would be the Cincy. 
Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's any sort of weather really quick. No, it's going to be like 44 and cloudy. Yeah, I that that over is a good play. That's a low number. You just, you need to get you know 20 from Cincinnati, but that is certainly viable against the Cowboys' terrible defense. Um, I, I would lean towards the Cowboys here. I think again, 80, I think 80 Dalton goes nuts. Maybe the play is even, and you can't do this for best bets, but for people who are betting purposes, maybe you go Cowboys team total over. Then you don't have to worry about what Cincy does. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you don't want to have to do. Nobody should have to trust Cincinnati to score any points. They are friggin' terrible. But like RJ said, it doesn't really matter who plays the score against that defense. They're terrible. I agree. Uh, Falcons at the Chargers. Falcons minus two and a half. Pete, the over under 49. Yeah. And I'm on the over on this one too. I just think that, uh, you know, what happened to Herbert last week and I watched that tape today. Um, boy, they did a lot of really good things and, and he struggled a little bit with dissecting it right away. Uh, the Patriots did. Uh, they threw complex stuff at him, but Atlanta's not good on defense. They played better, but they're not that good on defense. And, and so I think Atlanta will be able to score on the Chargers. And uh, I think that the Chargers will be able to score in Atlanta. So I, my lean is to the over in this game. Look at it here with best bet actually. Look at it here with Chargers minus one. Uh, so it's moved three and a half points, and not based on anything the Falcons did. The Falcons got their butts kicked by by the Saints, even though the score was close at the end. Um, I love the Chargers here plus two and a half. Uh, market sick of the Chargers zero and six ATS run. I think it's a great value. Uh, four and eight Atlanta team shouldn't be favored on the road. Their D's been better since the coaching change, but Herbert's one of the better quarterbacks they'll face during that run. Um, you beat Chargers defense by running on them, but Atlanta's thirty first in yards per carry, and Atlanta now knows the playoff hunts over after eighth loss. Um, you know, Pete was saying you know get the book the vacation because it's time to, to go and i think it's this is one of their uh their games where they can give up now and i think chargers are going to play hard for anthony and there's questions about him as a coach after the end how that they came out in that game but i think that they like him he seems like a player's coach and he seems like a, a, a guy that they want to play for so i think chargers are going to come in and win this game pretty easily yeah i i think the chargers are wildly undervalued here i mean they this is a desperation game for anthony lynn you got to win this one uh plus good news is he's being uh he's going to focus specifically on handling the special teams which means he won't be worried as much about in-game decisions which means there's less mistakes for him to make that should add a point or two to the, the spread right there i like the chargers in this game to win it i think herbert has a huge game against the falcons defense that's been better but i don't necessarily think can contain the uh the high octane offense that he brings to the table okay pete you got other, by the way two other best bets that i had that i didn't get to because i got to go run is 49ers and the dolphins 49ers and the Dolphins. Pete with a real again a Thanksgiving or Christmas style buffet going on here. Yeah, it's a buffet. Of picks. Yeah, it's a pl- it's a platter. I, I, um, I tried to take the RJ uh, school of um of getting scared. Twenty two games. Getting scared. He's smelling. No. He's smelling footsteps. He's here. Hey, let me tell you, as bad as mine have gone lately, I'm probably going over in this one. So, uh, you're hey, Buda Baker. Uh, Buda Baker. Oh, oh yeah, you're DK Metcalf. He's Buda DK Baker. Metcalf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Pete. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, RJ, the flotsam has departed. Oh, my God, there's so many daggum games this week. It's beautiful. 
It is beautiful. There's six four o'clock games, and the, they're all they're all in their right slots. No, no Tuesdays or Wednesdays or like oh. nothing to worry about there. We we can have a normal week. Hopefully, we'll see. I mean, this comes out Friday. Who knows what's going to happen in the next? You know, knock well, on wood. I know. I just I I didn't. Want, I just got texted. Uh, uh, somebody texted me a link to PFT just wrote about scientists predict third coronavirus wave in Tampa Bay just in time for Super Bowl. Yay. How fun. Um, remember people stay inside. Isolate. Yeah. Wear a mask. Yeah. Do the smart thing at Christmas and the holidays. That's my PSA. I know some people don't like it. I don't care. You can go see your parents, but just, you know, don't need to go sit on Santa's lap. Chiefs and Dolphins. Chiefs, I don't know why I issued that PSA there. Chiefs minus seven at the Dolphins. The over under 49, RJ. Obviously, you're going to gobble up the chalk here and take the Chiefs, right? Pete's best bet is the Dolphins here. I, I don't have a best bet. I would lean the other way with the Chiefs. You're right. Miami's, Miami's offense look better versus Cincy, but they're coming off playing two of the NFL's worst teams. It's a big adjustment here going against uh, the Chiefs, even at, with a great pass defense. Don't know how they slow down Kansas City. I don't think that matters what kind of pass defense you bring in against Kansas City. They're going to throw it all over you. Uh, Chiefs has completely outplayed all three opponents since the Vitus spike. They're close scores. You know, I don't think they covered in any of those games. All those scores are close, but you look at, uh, underneath at the stats, they just beat, beat the tar at all those teams. Uh, Kansas City's defense is vulnerable to the run, but Miami's offense is 32nd in yards per carry. So Tua is going to have to step up in this game and Tua ain't hanging with, with Patrick Mahomes. I don't, Patrick Mahomes had a great quote about, uh, Tua's ahead of where he was in a certain aspect of his game. Uh, you know, knowing what he has to do on offense or managing the game, that type of thing. Um, he, he's ahead of where, where Patrick was in his first year uh yeah i don't, I don't think in a sense that he's on the that. field sure yeah. I, I saw that i saw that mahomes first year and and there's no way two was ahead of there's nobody in the league that's ahead of where patrick was in his maybe career. he did patrick mahomes rookie year yeah no I, I think he meant like playing in the game so i'm, I'm just not a uh, yeah he, he he's gonna do that he's a he's a competitor but i mean they're all they're all you know camaraderie between quarterbacks and he's gonna give props to the guy that he's playing he's never gonna talk down anybody um so you gotta understand that but yeah patrick should uh mahomes should go off in this game so i would go to the kansas city but big number on the road i just not comfortable doing it so it's just a lean all right now he did say my first year here so may i don't know but well who knows what he meant um that's nice of mahomes to say that nobody believes you patrick <laughs> but thanks for saying it uh yeah i would i lean towards the dolphins I don't really love anything here. I think this could the the I think we could see maybe the Chiefs come out and try to run the ball because that Dolphin secondary is really good. I, I I just don't know. I, I'm too I'm too scared to know to know exactly what the what the Dolphins will do. Like I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do defensively in terms of who are they putting on. Um, you know, who are they putting on Tyreek Hill? Like, is this just Xavier Howard sh- shadowing him? Like, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to try and like, sh- you know, slide the safety towards him? Like, all those things matter a lot because I think if they're, if they're going to try and take away Travis Kelsey, then I would want to take the Chiefs against the spread because it's going to be Tyreek Hill bombs. If they're going to try and take away Tyreek Hill and like force Kelsey to work underneath and let the Chiefs run the ball, then I would much rather have the Dolphins. So, I would almost, if I'm, if I was actually betting this game, I would wait till, to bet it live to see sort of how it was unfolding. But my lean at seven and a half, um, would be to the Dolphins, although it, it does feel a little bit like a trap. I think the under could be a good play here too. I don't think the Dolphins do a whole lot on offense with Tua starting. Washington at the 49ers. As we mentioned, Pete as a best bet on the 49ers here. That's a little shocking to me. I really like the, the Washington football team over under 43. Gross. I, I don't see a lot of points being scored here. That's for sure. 
Yeah, my lean would be to the under. Um, and I would, it was three and a half, started out three and a half. I liked Washington there. It gets down to three. I'm just a stay away on the spread. So my lean is to the under here. It's another fake home game for San Francisco, but Washington is playing their third straight on the road and they won their last two. So you got to figure the, uh, they're not just going to keep going on the road and beating teams. They're, they're an improved team, but they're not a great team. They're not a, a you know, a playoff, um, a dangerous team that you're going to think is going to do anything in the playoffs. So it seems like a big letdown spot for Washington. Um, but yeah, I would need that plus three and a half to take them. So better for me is, play under Gibson looks like he's sideline think it's a defensive battle like you were alluding to Washington's number one in red zone success rate good ranking versus both the pass and the run here um so I think San Fran can be in a little bit of trouble offensively yeah and I mean I the San Fran offensive line if it comes to play it didn't come to play against Buffalo per se then then they're in trouble I mean Nick Mullins is going to get pressured like crazy I think Washington both this is a huge game by the way for the playoffs like an enormous game one of these teams is you know, going to have a decent shot of making the playoffs, even at six and seven. I know San Francisco will be on the outside looking in, but if they beat Buffalo, they'd be, I mean, they might even have the spot over Minnesota. So they'd be right there. It's a massive game. Um, I'll take Washington the points. I sort of lean towards what Kenny said last week is that, you know, these dogs are just covering like crazy and you can just end up having a close game. I don't think it'd be a bunch of points. Give me the, the, the plus. And I, I agree on the under in this spot. Cardinals. Minus one and a half at the Giants over under 45. I'm going to tell you right now, RJ, I don't care if it's Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, Phil Sims right now, Chris Sims, uh, Eli Manning, Cooper Manning, Peyton Manning. Try it out whoever you want. The Giants are winning this game. They are a poor man's Rams on defense in terms of what, the, what they bring, uh, with interior pass rush and a lockdown corner on the outside. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't moved around at all in three games. He's running exclusively routes on the left side for some reason. Kyler Murray has run 15 times in the last three games. He's not running because his shoulder hurts. He doesn't want to take hits. And the Cardinals offense is a shell of itself. The Giants are winning this game outright. I I don't, I think the wrong team is favored. And I, I, I think the Giants, I'll make the Giants the best bet here. Yeah. The, uh, everybody's on the Giants. The Giants have won four straight, uh, three straight losses for Arizona. Um, so I think it's good value on Arizona. I don't want to make them a best bet, but this line keeps coming down. I might have to if it gets to pick them, uh, go with Arizona. Uh, the defense has struggled lately, but still ranks fourth in red zone success rate where the Giants offense is 31st with Daniel Jones playing most of those games. Obviously Kyler hasn't looked a hundred percent lately, but if Daniel Jones does play and that's what looks as expected, Kyler's going to be the healthier quarterback in this game. He's been out there playing and Daniel Jones is, is going to move around as well as Kyler does. Um, Arizona went to Giants last year and they won by six and the Giants had a healthy Daniel Jones. They had Saquon and the Cardinals didn't have any Hopkins, much less on one side of the field. Uh, this Giants defense is better than last year, but I think they could regress after having their best performance of the year. So I would lean to the Cardinals. Don't love it. Uh, wait before you bet if you want to take the Cardinals. Um, but if you do want the Giants you better get it now, it's just going to keep coming down. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I think the Giants, I think, I think it ends up a pick them and you're right. And literally, all but one person of the CBS Sports Expert page is picking the uh, the Giants to cover the spread, which means all but one is probably picking the Giants to win. That is concerning. Maybe it's a donkey play. I will still take the points at home against a Cardinals team that looks like it's waving the white flag right now. Jets at Seahawks. Woof. Seahawks minus 13 and a half. The over under 47. The Jets have kind of been a covering machine. They, excuse me. They almost won a football game, Archie. Yeah, and yet with this huge number, this is the one game nobody wants a part of. Nobody has a best bet here. I would lean to the Jets at thirteen and a half. I would lean to the under at forty-seven. But I'm not playing the Jets. Like I said last week, I don't. I don't care. If they almost won that game. Seattle's on a two and six ATS stretch run. Jets are on a four and two ATS stretch run. To me, it should be easy to take the Jets here with these teams. It's not like Seattle 
blows teams out. I mean, I don't think they 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 were the biggest margin of the year was 13 points, I believe, in week one against uh, Atlanta. They won that game by 13. They haven't beat anybody else by that. So it should be easy to take the Jets here. Uh, Seattle defense is playing better lately after their awful start. And they're now fa- facing the uh, 32nd offense and points per drive. And so uh, I think more defensive success for Seattle is on tap. Firing Greg Williams, I mean, the Jets' problems are fixed now. <laughs> but... <laughs> At least it shows they're not deliberately tanking. Because if that that play was called for for a tank job, um, then then uh, they wouldn't have fired him. So maybe they are trying. Maybe they will win one. Um, if you like the Jets, that that at least should give you some faith. That's the reason I jumped off the Jets after taking them that week. That they looked like they weren't trying and they were tanking. Uh, I couldn't take them anymore. So so yeah, take Jets if you want them. But I'm not I'm not putting money on them. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I was writing my picks and I was dead set on taking the Jets because we talk about all these you know all these. Um, you know, these big dogs covering and dogs covering in general. There's a great backdoor potential here. But Denzel Mims is out for the Jets. He's dealing with some personal issues, a uh, family situation. Hope everything's okay with him. That's, you know, it's not a huge loss, but I mean, that's a, you know, he's a deep threat and a young, I think, sort of ascending receiver, at least in this rookie class. Um, and you can't, so they ran the ball really well against the Raiders. You can't do that against the Seahawks. Seahawks are much better rush defense. So I don't think that's how the Jets will win. Plus, there's a narrative here, RJ, where the Seahawks, the Seahawks just lost the friggin' Giants at home. Like that was supposed to be a freebie to get them right back in the race. Now they're chasing the Rams. Everybody's writing them off. Russell Wilson has been shot out of a cannon out of the, out of the MVP race. He's, he's no longer even involved. I mean, like he's the third favorite according to Vegas, but no one is mentioning him as an MVP. People are off the, the Seahawks. And I think this is the perfect spot to get right. We talked about this on the DFS podcast with Frank Stanfield yesterday. The Millie Maker has come from whoever's playing the Jets like three of the last four weeks. So there's Mahomes and then Derek Carr last week. Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. They can't slow down DK Metcalf. He can name his price in the passing game if the Seahawks choose to do that. And I do think for as much as they slowed things down, they've struggled offensively a couple of games here. I think it's time to let Russ cook again. And I think he takes the Jets to the kitchen and puts him in a stew pot and puts up a big number. I hope so. In our Dynasty Fantasy League, I got Russ. Um, I just missed out on the bye. We have one bye on second place, so I, I just missed out on the bye. Did you see so. how I made the playoffs even though I didn't start a quarterback? I yeah, sorry. I saw that. You had three three starting quarterbacks on your bench, and you went with the one that didn't wasn't starting. I, 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 I'm terrible at checking my line. I, I set my lineup. Like, the Dolphins said they were going with Fitzpatrick against the freaking Bengals, and then they went with Tua. What are they doing? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's on me. I mean, but still, it's a, it's annoying. Um, are we, are we playing in that league? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember who I was playing. I just, I, I'm like, you know, I, need, I need to go and set my lineup right away. And then hopefully I can, I can get around to checking it before Sunday. I'll get out of town. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm playing, uh, Dave Richard, who has a name, uh, uh, he has a cuss word for his name in this, in this dynasty league. It's very off putting to be perfectly frank. Um, Anyway, I will take the Seahawks. I hope the Seahawks go bananas. I hope you win your matchup and the Seahawks go ham. What is your name of this? Uh, are you, are, OB? Yeah. Oh, you got, you got Heath. Ooh, Russ versus Mahomes. That's spicy. He's going to crush me, I'm sure. You got, you got to play Derrick Henry and Mahomes this week and Corey Davis. Have fun with that. And Melvin Gordon at Carolina. But Ugh. he's got to, he's got to play Tim Patrick and Devontae Booker. So. <laughs> who's really in trouble here? You do have a you do have a little stack here though. You got Russell Wilson and then Jamison Crowder on the comeback there. Mm-hmm. 
So like a reverse stack. You you can hang with him here. It says Heath is a uh, uh, eighteen point favorite. Even though he went six and seven and made the playoffs. What's that? Heath went six and seven and made the playoffs. I guess so. I mean, I'm not looking at it too closely, but I was a second seed and didn't get a bye. And now I'm sure I'm going to play the Mahomes team in week one. So that's, that's not going to work out great for me. That is not ideal. Yeah. You went 11 and two and didn't make the playoffs. And I uh, lost last week by four hundredths of a point. It was like 176.84 to 0.78 or something crazy. Number. I mean, I got bar- Saquon on my team. Like I can't believe I made the playoffs. I, I mean, I really should have tanked and ended up. With some crap. Yeah. Anyway, uh, are we, we're babbling on about a, uh, yeah, we got one more game. It was off the board when Debo sent the line. So we didn't put in any picks, but it is on the board right now as of Thursday. Panthers are three point favorites at home against the Broncos. Over under is 45 and a half. I'm going to, uh, flip the script here. Brinson, what do you got in this game? I have a, I, I don't think I have a best bet on it, but I love the Broncos in this spot. I can't believe they're dogs. Carolina's missing everybody. They're ravaged by COVID. Christian McCaffrey, Matt Rule said on Thursday, is not expected to play. Um, Robbie Anderson might be the lone guy out there. I think DJ Moore is already ruled out. And the one thing the Panthers don't do very well is stop the run. That's all the Broncos want to do. This is a Melvin Gordon smash spot. He's going to go nuts in this game. Uh, and I don't understand why the Panthers are favored by three. I don't think Denver's necessarily good. But I could see whoever is quarterbacking for him, I assume it's Teddy Bridgewater, struggling against a, a pretty good uh, Denver defense, especially if they're missing all those players. And then you have Denver able to pound the ball down low. I don't think there'll be a ton of points in this game, but I'll take the Broncos as a dog here. Live dog. Yeah, the Panthers started out, I believe, as four-point favorites. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was supposed to be back. Uh, there was a lot of COVID news, I think, early in the week that a lot of players got put on COVID list, um, not necessarily with testing positive. There were It was the type that they could get their close contacts traced. And, well, maybe and, be- and there was a report out there that the Panthers are concerned that whoever is the player that, call, that sort of caused the outbreak, like the – um, you know, the, uh, the out, whoever, the, the player, the initial, the, the initial guy that caused the outbreak was like at a gathering he shouldn't have been at. And so I would assume that that's creating a lot of uncertainty around the locker room. This is, this game could be played on Tuesday. Well, me. yeah, it's not quite an outbreak because it's not a situation with the Ravens had where two or three or four people were testing positive every day. It's just we, I think we had the one positive test we knew about and then a lot of close co- contact tracing got put on the list. So some of those guys could get cleared. We could see guys like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel maybe come back. Um, I don't know if DJ Moore is going to be healthy enough to play because uh, he was dealing with an injury. Um, so yeah, we, this game is just kind of still in flux. They did put it back on the board. Now it looks like McCaffrey's out. So it's down to three. It's probably going to keep going. I would, I'm on your side. I would probably lean toward Denver. Their pass offense isn't good, but they are running the ball well lately. And, and Carolina's defense is 24th in yards per carry. Um, if McCaffrey does come back, it's going to inflate the value and then you take Denver, but uh, I expect him to get, get ruled out and probably want to get it at three. Now, if you're going to get it, I don't have a deserved bet either though. Uh, by the way, one more piece of news. There's buzz around the office. The entire office, CBS office is talking about the fact that Pete no showed his video hit. So he blew us off, bolted the podcast, and then no-showed his video hit. This guy is just making up excuses to skip work left and right. Unbelievable. I, I mean, hope. Sounded that, like he had camera problems, though. So, I mean, maybe that's just oh, what it was. Yeah. He literally just ripped me for having always having excuses like the garage door leaves. And he's like, oh, I got camera problems again. What do you know? Camera won't work for the old man. Mm, shady, I say, RJ. Shady. Uh, okay, so. Our parlay for the Pick 6 Podcast Parlay. Saints, Eagles under, 44. 
Packers, Lions over 55. Jaguars, Titans over 53. I kind of love that we just had three totals in this spot. And I have to come up with a, we, our parlay hit so hot. We, we haven't won since they created this contest for it, but we won a bunch of the parlays early on. Uh, and the CBS, uh, and William Hill Sportsbook partnered together to create the, uh, parlay pick'em. And it's, uh, cbssports.com slash parlay. You pick five teams against the spread. And we give away $1,000 guaranteed every week. The contest is open from Tuesday through Sunday. Odds provided by our friends at William Hill Sportsbook. Go to cbssports.com slash parlay to enter your parlay. I will now read off six teams that I think that I'm going to put in a parlay, and then RJ will take one of them away. So I'm going to start in a different, I'm going to start in a different uh, order than I normally was going to do. Before you start last week, we missed our parlay. I think we went two and one though, right? I think we might have missed Atlanta. What it was the plus three that we missed. Cause I want to say we had the Rams and the, um, the, the Rams, the Broncos at like plus 13. So yeah, say we were close. That's right. Good call. Two and one, man. We're getting, we're, we're going to pop. This one's popping this week. Um, okay. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half. The Colts minus three, the Bears plus one, the Chargers plus two and a half. How many is that? Four or five? Four. Okay. The Giants plus one and a half, and the Broncos plus three. So it comes down to the Bills or the Giants to me. I had I had the best bet on the other side of the Bills. Yes. Didn't quite go best bet. I almost did actually. I was about to f- send it in with a with an eighth best bet as the Cardinals, but I took it off at the last minute. So either one of those could be taken off from me. I have purposely leveraged you here just to make it interesting. So uh let's take off the let's take off the Bills. Ooh, wow. I thought you would take off the Giants for sure. No, it just seems like the value's got sucked out. I mean, the value is so far um, towards Buffalo in the other game, five-point swing, that I just want to take that. and That's going to be my tiebreaker here. Okay, so the podcast, my parlay, my five for cbssports.com slash parlay is Broncos, Giants, Chargers, Bears, Colts. Is that right? That's right. Oh, that's a good job by me on the fly. I completely forgot about it until now. And Debo wrote it down. Of course he did, because Debo is the best. All right, here's our best bets for the podcast. Pete, holy moly, has the Bears, 49ers, Ravens, and Dolphins against the spread. He also has the Cowboys, Bengals over, the Chargers, Falcons over, and a tease with the Bucks and the Bears that I actually kind of like. I think it's a pretty good teaser. Although, if I were teasing, wait, so your tease is Tampa Bay. Ooh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I like that better. I also would. Maybe rather tease the Chiefs. Is that crazy? I think Chiefs are fine. Uh, I think you could probably do that. It was uh, kind of in the in one in the mix of one of the teams I wanted to. I just like Saints and that defense going against the rookie quarterback a little better. For sure. All right. So you have uh, the Buccaneers and the Saints in a teaser. Basically, they just have to win. The Tennessee Jacksonville over the New Orleans uh, Philly under Pittsburgh plus two and a half Chargers plus two and a half Indy minus three in Chicago plus one. All right. I we. Diva, I think said that you sent your picks in first, but and I but I sent mine in separately. I didn't see yours. We have a lot of the same picks. That could be I don't feel good or bad about that. I never I never think you're actually copying off my paper. We're just giving you but I, I know that, but I mean like I, I mean like I usually do my picks late. I do mm-hmm. everything late, as you are well aware. Um Kenny has the Packers, the Packers Lions over, the Titans, the Vikings, Colts Raiders over, Saints Eagles under, Bills, and the Ravens. And my best bets are Tennessee Jacksonville over 
Minnesota, Tampa Bay over, Philly, New Orleans under, Colts minus three, Giants plus one, and the Bills minus two and a half. And you know what? Um, don't want to add the, no, I won't add the Chargers to it. That's enough. All right. That's the show. Excellent stuff as always, RJ. Uh, make sure you go to sportsline.com slash join, use promo code white, get your first month for a dollar. Got lineup optimizers, best bet. Like if you want all of RJ's bets with an explanation of them, and if he adds or subtracts anything since the podcast, you need to have sports lines. So go do it. And the Champions League is coming up in February. And you can watch stream local CBS uh NFL games. You get all access as part of your sports line subscription. It's a great deal. Go check it out. CBS uh sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. RJ as always, buddy. It's a pleasure to talk to you. See you next week. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. Drag save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, And for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of five.